Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast. I'm meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. And I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. This is a podcast all about weather. We are two broadcast meteorologists in Dayton, Ohio. And we just can't stop talking about weather. So when we're not on TV, we figured why not jump behind the mic to answer your weather questions and talk about all things meteorology. Now remember, you can listen to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast anytime you want on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and WHIO.com. Hey, McCall. Hey, Kirsty. So we're in June now, mm-hmm. which means hurricane season officially began. Yeah, begins June 1st, goes all the way until the end of November. Uh, we've already had our first name storm, Alberto. Yes. Um, our next name storm will be Beryl. Beryl. <laughs> yeah, B E R Y L, I right. believe is the spelling. Um, and NOAA actually came out with their outlook for this year, and yeah. there's about a 75% chance that the season's going to be near or above average for tropical systems. Yeah. And I know they had explained a little bit about um, the sea surface temperatures playing mm-hmm. a big role, they think, this year in the Atlantic hurricane season. Yeah, they believe that the, the sea surface temperatures are a little bit warmer, which is more conducive. Um, and we may be transitioning into a weak El Nino, but that's yeah. still to be determined. If we were in an El Nino now, um, the hurricane season would likely be less active because right. it creates some strong upper level winds over uh, the area where hurricanes develop, tropical systems, and then actually shears off the top of the storms and doesn't right. allow them to grow or become as intense. So we're going to have to see how uh, quickly if we transition into an El Nino and really what happens this yeah. year for, for hurricane season. Yeah, if it can do it, especially because last year was so active, so mm-hmm. destructive, and last year also we were in a La Nina, yeah. which gave us the proper or just kind of helped nudge along a season that wasn't able to get the strong shear to kind of just kill the storms before they begin. So yeah. this will be interesting to watch, um, but definitely something we'll keep our eye on. Even though we're here mm-hmm. in Dayton, Ohio, we most definitely track everything that's going on yeah and the, and the very first se- uh, storm of the season wound right. up having a, a major impact on the miami valley we had yeah. a tornado that yep. occurred up in miami county near yeah. uh, troy so it just goes to show you know we get the moisture from these systems they make right. it all the way into the midwest and you and know there's still ha- yeah. large rotating storms yes exactly. um, and, and we can get setups like that so it's interesting yeah while it seems far away from us every once in a while we get right. we get the remnants of it exactly so we'll be watching that uh, speaking of thunderstorms, actually, mm-hmm. our guest, um, he had a very up-close-and-personal experience mm-hmm. with a thunderstorm. Closer than I'd like to be. Closer than I'd ever want to be, <laughs> I think, than anyone ever wants to be. Uh, Jim Van Tyne is with us today. He is a father, a husband, a retired educator, and an administrator, and a golfer. But I think probably one of the most interesting parts about him, at least as meteorologists, we would agree, he's a lightning strike survivor. Mm. He has lived in the Miami Valley where he got married. He's raised kids here. He uh, has made a big group of friends, four guys to be in particular, that I all got to meet. And uh, they have been golfing together for decades. So it was one Saturday that Jim tells me back in August, 34 years ago, that threatened their lives. And thankfully, Jim is here to talk about it. And all of Jim's friends are still here as well. Um, that's, I think, what partially makes this story so crazy. Hi, Jim. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here joining us. Um, Thank you. First of all, tell us about yourself. You're retired now. Uh, what did you used to do, and how long have you been married for? Uh, we've been married for 53 years. Woo! <laughs> and uh, 
actually, uh, I graduated from Ohio University. Go Ooh. Bobcats. Yeah, go Bobcats. <laughs> and uh, I went to Centerville as a teacher in 1964 and uh, spent 21 years there as a teacher and as a unit principal. Then I left there in 85 and went to West Carrollton High School as the high school principal. I retired from there first time in 99. Uh, then I got a call from Beaver Creek High School. They were in need of a high school principal in 2001. So I went out there for two years as a high school principal. So that's pretty much the background. Yeah. I have two great uh children who are now adults, uh, <laughs> much older than both of you, uh, but one is a physical therapist and the other is a, uh, uh, a manager of a group uh, that works for a packaging design firm in uh, Cincinnati. So cool. they're both very successful and doing quite well. LPK. Yeah, LPK in, in Cincinnati. By the way, his we'll give him a plug. Wife. His wonderful wife is here. She's beautiful, and yeah. uh, she is going to be sitting in with us. Um, but so, Jim, let's, I mean, I've heard this story before. I was lucky enough. I got to talk to Jim and his golf buddies, um, and we had a special report on WHIO. And now I, I wanted to kind of bring you back in here because we could talk a lot more about it. Mm -hmm. If anybody's watched a television newscast, you know, the stories are a little bit shorter. They kind of yeah. have to be abbreviated. Um, but for the podcast, we can talk about the entire day now uh, because this story is pretty crazy. So this was 34 years ago. It was a Saturday. You also didn't mention, but he's an avid golfer. He's pretty <laughs> darn good. Well, I don't know about pretty darn good, but I am an <laughs> avid golfer. <laughs> so take us back to that day. Okay, uh, well, it was a Saturday, and I uh, actually had no intention whatsoever of playing golf on that particular day, and uh, my buddies called, uh, three guys that I golf with all the time, Bob and Dick and, and uh, Doug, and they called and said, hey, let's go golfing, uh, we're going to go to Weatherwax, and I said, fine, so they, they came down and picked me up probably around noon, that type of thing, 11, 12 o'clock. Uh, we went, uh, it was a beautiful day, it was really hot, uh, humid. Uh, as August days are, mm -hmm. and we went to uh, Weatherwax Golf Course and uh, teed off. And, uh, again, it was just a, a really nice day. We we got to the eighth hole on the wood side, and uh, as I say, the sun was out. It was hot, but the sun was out bright. There was nothing in the sky that said anything about lightning or thunder or rain mm -hmm. or anything of that nature. Uh, we went to from eight green to nine T, which is not a very far distance. Uh, when we got to nine T, uh, over the trees, these clouds started coming in. They were not black rolling clouds like you think a thunderstorm would be and so on down like that. But um, we had all stopped at the T. Uh, I was riding with Bob and we were in front of Doug and Dick who were in another cart. Uh, we all had taken our clubs out to hit, so on down the line. And all of a sudden, it started raining these great big drops of rain. Mm -hmm. And so all four of us went behind the cart, uh, getting our umbrellas out. And uh, we were, uh, as I say, Bob and I were in one cart, and we were standing together behind the cart, and Dick and, and Doug at the other cart doing the same thing. We were all standing there. Uh, that's the last thing any of us remember. Wow. Because uh, at that point, uh, 
we got hit by it. Well, lightning struck. Yeah, let's put right. it that way. And uh, so, uh, if had we died, as I told Kirsten before, had we died, we would have never known why, because right. none of us uh, saw it, heard it, or remember it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at that particular point in time. Uh, fortunately, uh, behind us was uh, a group of paramedics from the Dayton Fire Department, uh, who we didn't know and, right. and had no idea that, that they were behind us. Uh, but later they told us that, you know, it was the brightest, loudest flash that they had ever seen in their lives. They saw four bodies kind of tumbling around up, mm. uh, up at the T, knowing full well that we were all dead, they said. Mm. And uh, they, they, they came up and, uh, you know, I had, I had been hit some way or another uh, and was basically unconscious. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob, who was standing next to me, basically suffered muscles, muscle aches and pains and so on, but really didn't get hurt. Yeah. Uh, Doug and Dick, who were standing at the cart behind us, uh, Doug basically didn't get hurt. Uh, again, muscle aches and things like that. Dick, however, his heart had stopped. Mm, and um, so when the paramedics got there, they, they, they checked on me and, and basically said, you know, he's alive. And they checked on Dick mm. and uh, his heart had stopped. So they fortunately were able to get his heart started again. And uh, so he, he's alive today because of, of those guys being there. Uh, the thing I remember most is I can remember Doug calling my name. Mm -hmm. And it was like I was in a tunnel trying to fight my way out to get to where he was. Yeah. And when I did finally get out, uh, they had, I was, was the T is kind of an elevated T. So I was laying on the side of the T, mm -hmm. I guess. This is what they told me. I really don't remember that part that much. But I do remember they had, I, I was looking, my mouth was open, but I couldn't close it. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, that's they, yeah, it, and they kept filling up. Was, I mean, it was raining so hard at that point that my mouth was filling up with water. Mm -hmm. And finally, one of the paramedics said, we need to turn his head because he's going to drown. Right. And, and fortunately, they did turn my head and the water spilled out. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm so sure there's like a moment of shock with you know, the guys that you were with, yeah. even, you know, if they were medically trained, which I don't know if they were or not, you know, in that situation, you're not thinking, oh my goodness, right. he could drown, his mouth is open, but yeah. it doesn't take a lot of water for, for that to happen. Right. Yeah. I want to go back to right before you got struck by lightning, there were some parts of your story that to me, I think if someone was in a similar situation, there may have been some clues, but they didn't know it. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, you may you started to see the tall clouds building. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear any thunder, but right. you knew that there were clouds building. So, okay, that's kind of like a, hey, what's going on? The thing that really uh, popped in my mind is that you said very big raindrops. Right. Okay, so this is what, when you have a very strong thunderstorm, this can be an indication of what we call the fallout zone. Basically, the updraft, right as it is going into the thunderstorm, um, is very strong. And sometimes these raindrops and sometimes hail when you're out in, you know, yeah. country where tornadoes form, they're so large and they get thrown out 
kind of right out ahead of the thunderstorm. So it can almost be like blue skies and then all of a sudden these huge raindrops. Right. Right. You you can probably even think of that sometimes when you're driving on the highway and all of a sudden so you get plop, 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 exactly. plop, plop, right. plop, yes. plop, and then right. all of a sudden like the right. rain just comes out. That's an indication that there's probably a thunderstorm developing. Um, and then lastly, I mean, this may not be an indication, but we talked about this on TV yesterday. Um, it's something that's called bolt from a blue or bolt from, from the, the blue. blue. Yeah. Um, you can be in blue skies and a thunderstorm could be 10 to 15 miles away and, and be and, struck by lightning. Yeah. So you were probably right at the beginning of this thunderstorm forming. You yeah. could have even been the first bolt Part, of lightning right, right. from exactly. that storm. Yeah. And like you had said, too, um, so explain a little bit about your burn, because then we could talk a little bit about that in terms of um, you were burned. Yes. And you were holding your umbrella, correct? I, yes, I had, I had an umbrella, and I also metal had spikes. A, I had metal spikes on, and, and I had uh, you know, a, a hat with the metal clip in the back of it, mm-hmm. and then I had a glove that also had like a, t- or a yeah, and green the marker. marker, you know, yeah, like yeah. that thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, it. Uh, I had. Well, I still have the shirt, but I also had my. I had a, my driver out, mm-hmm. and I was holding it. I had put it under my chin as I was raising the umbrella. Mm-hmm. The umbrella, by the way, didn't survive this whole thing. <laughs> I'm sure. But, you uh, but, no one even knows where it yeah. is. But anyway, <laughs> where the metal was touching my shirt, it just cut my shirt uh, there, and then it burned the clip into my back of my head i mean you didn't really burn yeah, it into yeah, it but, burned, yeah. but, but it burned me uh burned my uh uh hand and then where the metal spikes uh are we still have our so- the socks at home but yeah. you can see where the, the the it danced between all the the, mm. the, the metal spikes and it went it went out uh by my little toe on my right foot oh my goodness. so i guess where it exited and um so you know and, and like it, we well i talked Kirsty said, "You know, the bottom line is it. It was running through the ground. I'm sure running we didn't get. You. We didn't yeah, get. Yeah, to, running through you. Right. For sure. But, but the other thing is, uh, I, and I thought it was a very interesting thing. And I didn't know this. This happened in August. I didn't find this out until February. But it had actually welded, spot welded two of my clubs together. The five and a seven iron were were welded together because when I went out to the garage to take them out for the first time." Uh, when I picked up my, because I was going to go down to Sinclair to a golf class. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then they said to bring a seven iron. Well, I picked up my seven iron and my five iron came with it. And <gasps> they had been spot welded together. So. Did you keep those clubs? Like, uh, no, I, t- I took them apart because I needed a seven <laughs> iron. <laughs> I need to keep golfing. <laughs> and, uh, like but it. I took it with me to the, uh, the first class. And, you know, after the instructor talked a little bit and so on. So we... We're supposed to hit some balls, and I swung the first time, and it just shattered. The, the head fell off of oh it. Oh my and gosh! So all the temper had gone out of the the club. That's and, amazing. And so that is crazy. So that's how hot it was. The, yeah. They actually yeah, right. spot welded well, yeah. those two things together because they were touching one another, and apparently went into the bag. So. And I mean, you had so much metal on you, and yeah. that's the conductor. So it just gives a pathway, and it just wanted to go from one metal part of your right. body to mm-hmm. the other through your body. And through your shoes. Yeah. Um, interesting too, though, McCall was that the fact as well that the two other guys didn't really have much happen to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dick was the one whose heart stopped. Right. And you so, and Dick were not standing next to no, each other. They were you were kind parts. of. No, Dick and I were. Yeah. You were several. Ten yards apart. Ten yeah. Yards yeah. Apart. yeah. So um, also, which uh, 
Jim, you had told me this as well. The tee that they were on was the highest point of the golf course. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pointy, high, and isolated. Those are the three biggest reasons why lightning is going to be attracted to an object. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often a misconception that it's metal. No, it's it metal's just a conductor. But it's going to be: Are you standing alone? Are you the tallest thing around? Are you a pointy building like the Empire State Building or a mountain or something like mm-hmm. that? Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting as well that the elevation yeah. in that flat golf course area that they were on the highest point. Yeah, and right. the, and that I did travel through the ground. It was yes. a, a ground current. Yeah, um, and we talked about this. Wondering whether or not it was a direct strike or a ground current, but yeah. you know we believe that if you were a direct strike, you probably wouldn't be sitting here to tell us the story. No, I don't yeah, think so I either. Think, <laughs> like it would have, yeah, yeah, been a lot. Even though it was horrible, a lot worse. Um, but yeah, just the the different levels of how people were. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you guys were separated. You weren't all touching or anything right, like that. Right, right. Um, so that very very interesting. Um, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, do you have any um, you know lasting? trauma or fear uh, of thunderstorms or be even going out to the golf course or are you just I don't care <laughs> uh, not really that's good <laughs> no that this also blew my mind as but, I but the first since, time. since <laughs> Laura's sitting here yeah. uh, let me put it this way if she hears thunder I get a phone call <laughs> Aww, good. are you are you off the course yet Aww. yeah so yeah uh, it's, uh, it's interesting you ask that question because yes as soon as, as soon as she hears thunder, I could be in the next state, I think. <laughs> she's letting me know. She's going to call and say, are you off the course yet? And so, but we, we are careful. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, if we think that, you know, if it starts raining and, and it looks a little suspect, we hightail it in. We really do. So, uh yeah, That's really the best thing that you should do. I mean, yeah, why chance it? Live, right. Yeah, I mean, right. you, you have to live your life. We're glad that you don't say that you have right. a paralyzing fear now and yeah. you like, can't go outside or anything like that. Um, but no, you guys are definitely a lot safer. But uh, wh- who was it that came in right after and said we got rain checks? Oh, that was Bobby. Uh, <laughs> like none of the them. The guy was right. They all still golfed. So right. um, Jim, Bob, and, and Doug still live here. Dick lives in Arizona, correct? Right. Um, right. But Jim, Bob, and Doug, uh, they golf all the time still. Right. Like consistently. That's still. good, though. Yeah, yeah. Get back yeah. right out at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're good guys, and we, we have a good time together. So Yeah, I mean, so. there's lots of lessons to be learned, you know, from, right. from your story. Of course, uh, severe weather safety, because lightning, although, you know, isn't technically what, you know, severe yeah. thunderstorm warnings would be issued for, but it's severe and it's deadly and it, you know, unfortunately kills a lot more people than tornadoes do every right. year. Well, not very far from where we were that day, uh, I decided to uh, there was a fellow pulling his boat mm. on Interstate 75. He had it covered and it's, the, the cover was flapping. And so he stopped to re- uh, to tighten the cover down and he was struck by lightning. That's the same day. Oh my goodness! And was killed. So, and that was you know maybe ten miles from where we were. Yeah. So may have been one of those days where storms were just. Oh, they were a all. Lot of yeah, lightning. yeah, yeah. After, I mean, that began the, uh, a really terrible day of of, of storms. Yeah. So. Hot, humid August. Yeah. So, Jim, I'll say it again. I think it's amazing that you and your friends survived, that you guys are thriving. You're very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really appreciate that you came and was able to oh, share your story yeah. with us. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, a, it's a different story. <laughs> <Definitely> different, <laughs> but, and thank you for allowing me to share it with you. So. Thank you.
wasn't Jim's story just crazy? It was. I was very taken aback by his story. I know. And just the fact that these guys, you know, they didn't they didn't let it slow them down. I know. They're in their 70s and I think the oldest one is 80. And to have been I can't remember what who was the gentleman whose heart stopped Dick. Dick to have gone through that. Right. And he had a lot of uh, medical issues that followed that and yeah. he had a long recovery time which we didn't get into. But to go through all of that um and still want to go out and live your life and right. not have a fear not, of thunderstorms yeah. is pretty impressive. Yeah. And they said, you know, like Jim had said, we're a lot, we're even more careful. He said, if it's days where it's supposed to rain, mm-hmm. usually they won't even go out now. Um, yeah. But I, I just think that's impressive. And, you know, I got to talk to um, the manager at the golf course that they, that they all golf at now. Yeah. And they also just, it's, it's great to see how, you know, public places are really focusing on, the public service of keeping people safe. Mm. I mean, this was almost, what, 35 years ago. Yeah. Um, now they have their own technology. You know what I mean? Like the the managers at the golf courses are really honing in on mm-hmm. where's the lightning and storms around my course. They sound alarms. They send people out to tell them that, you know, there are storms nearby, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hopefully those kinds of improvements continue as well. Yeah, and technology continues to advance. A lot of us have our smartphones yep. and our apps on our phone. Our WHO weather app has lightning detection. It's Which is free. Great. Yeah, I believe you just have to sign up, put an email address in it. And actually, that's uh, the best part of the app to me. I think so, too. Because lightning doesn't trigger a severe thunderstorm warning. Right. Um, so when my app tells me that there's lightning in the area, if you're outside barbecuing, you could yeah. you could be like them and not even hear thunder yet. Yes. It could be the very first bolt of lightning, and that's the lightning that strikes you. Yeah. Um, but to get that heads up that there may be a storm developing I think it gives you great. enough time to get inside before that storm gets there is, is, is really great. Yeah, and it is. You know, enjoy your life, but you, you know – be responsible. You, you mm-hmm. got to be responsible for yourself, your family, and and something as easy as downloading an app that has lightning detection is just like one quick step that can hopefully help. Yep. So, um, great interview with Jim. We will also put on whio.com a little bit more information not only about this podcast specifically, um, but I am going to probably link to the story I did with him because I get to go a little yeah. bit more into uh, some of the background of the other guys because I, I talked to a few of the other guys that were there that day as well. So you could check that out on whio.com. All right, so from storms to the sky, we always like to bring you some astronomy that you can uh, look out for in the month of June. And with it being a summer month, it's warm. It's uh, great for the evenings for you to get out. You don't have to grab a jacket or anything like that. And the middle of June, uh, the 14th through the 16th, we get a, a good planetary lineup. It's Venus, the Moon, and Mercury. Um, now, Mercury will be harder to spot. It's a dimmer planet. It's also going to stay pretty close to the western horizon. So you're going to want to try to give yourself a good view where you don't have much of a skyline or trees mm-hmm. to worry about. Um, but on the 14th, you're going to look for the waxing uh, moon, which means it'll be a very thin crescent moon. It'll be closest to Mercury on the 14th. So right across the western horizon, about 45 minutes or so after sunset. Then on the 15th, the moon will be just below the planet Venus. That is going to be very bright. Venus is a really bright planet in our night sky. And then the 16th, the moon will be just above the planet. So you basically have three nights in a row that you could try to find the pairing. I think the 15th and 16th will probably be the easiest for you. Look to the west after the sun sets and you'll, you should find it all. Nice. Yeah. I love uh, seeing the planet one. Venus. Like you said, it's really bright. It is. Like it's, I mean, you can't. It's you don't need a telescope. You, you don't need a it. telescope. You can't miss it. And when you have the moon that's close to it, 
it just makes it that much easier mm. to find it and be like, okay, this isn't a star. This is a planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, this month, we are rapidly approaching the first day of summer. Woo! It's felt like summer. You I would know. think that summer Since was here May. <laughs> uh, the summer solstice, uh, it is it begins on June 21st. This is what we say the longest day of the year. We have the most amount of daylight. From this point on, we'll start yeah. to slowly lose sunlight, uh, but still we're going to continue to warm. Uh, the summer solstice officially begins on June 21st at 6 a.m. Uh, this is, uh, as I said, the longest day with the shortest night. Basically, the summer solstice is when the northern hemisphere is leaning towards the sun. The sun is directly overhead the Tropic of Cancer. Uh, 23 and a half degrees north right at noon. The northern hemisphere experiences summer, uh, getting more sunlight and more direct rays. And then, of course, temperatures, average daily temperatures will climb. And I think it's into the middle or end of July when we see our highest uh, average daily temperature, which I think is like in the mid to upper 80s. Um, I did want to add something else interesting that happened yesterday, which was June 7th. NASA came out with a big announcement. Yes. yes. The Curiosity rover, which has been uh, collecting data and, and samples on Mars, yeah. has found more organic material Ooh. on the red planet. So that means that there may have been life. Right. Or that there, or there is. is life. Yeah. So this is really exciting to them. It's in this same little crater that they had uh, found organic material before, but it's lowered in the actual uh, crater itself, and they're f- oh, they yeah. found a lot more of it. Right, so it's basically like yeah, so, yeah, it's showing that something that, was going yeah. on, and then they also had samples of methane gas in the air, and methane gas is created, uh, I believe, by the breaking down of organic material. Right, so that means that there could be more spots on the planet yeah. where there's that organic material. Yeah, and and I guess the fact that the existence of the methane gas is still there means that it's it, that far off. Right, that it yeah. wasn't a really long time right. ago that this happened. I mean, I, I, a long time ago. I don't know what the <laughs> scale not, is. Not, yeah. But for them, it's like it's actually not as far back as you would have thought that yeah. there may have been life on Mars. So, so cool. Really, really cool. Um, we put some of that information on our Sky Witness 7 page, so you can check that out there as yeah. well. And, uh, okay, so Teachable Moment, which is, I think, interesting when we could do Mythbusters, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to do this round. And so, technically, we didn't get a specific question asked to us, um, but McCall, you did earlier in the week. McCall likes to do questions on uh, our newscast in the evening. Mm-hmm. You and Eric will do them, and um, lightning actually ended up being the theme, so it was kind of interesting. Yeah. And after talking to Jim, I figured, hey, why don't we stick with the lightning thing? Yeah. So we are going to do a few true or false uh, scenarios with you, and. Call and I, I guess, kind of cheat because we know the answer. But we'll give you a second to answer yourself <laughs> yeah. as you're listening. Okay. True or false? Lightning never strikes the same place twice. Did you answer? That's false. <laughs> I know Jim kind of in his mind is like, I was struck once. Yeah. I won't get struck again. Unfortunately, if Jim is the only object in a flat field and is the tallest thing around, he still has the chance to get struck mm-hmm. more than once. Um, so that is a myth. You do want to make sure that you're aware of where you're at when storms are around you, if you're hearing thunder. Um, and I think this is also really interesting. Noah had some of this information uh, that helped me out a bit. But the Empire State Building, I knew it would get struck more than once, but I actually didn't know that it's more than 20 times a year. Wow. Because think about it. It's a tall, pointy building. Mm-hmm. So when there's storms, and they're getting, it's getting struck. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, here's another one, which if you've been listening to this whole podcast, you <laughs> yeah. should know the answer because we did talk about this. If it's not raining over you, are you safe from lightning? That answer is false. Uh, lightning can strike more than three miles from the center of the storm. Basically, if you hear thunder, you are close enough to be struck by lightning. We call this a bolt from the blue, and we discussed this earlier in the podcast. You could actually have sunny skies over you, and a thunderstorm could be 10 to 15 miles away, right, right. and you can still be struck by lightning from that storm. Yeah, and those are, I mean, the, the bolt from the blue, are they're rarer, but just in general... The parent storm could be three miles from you, and you're, you still are within that range um, to get struck. So that is, you know, they were a great example of a storm that was probably just in its beginning development stages, mm-hmm. and they were probably the first, the first bolt, bolt. of lightning that came mm-hmm. from that storm. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, just you know, summertime lightning is probably one of your biggest threats when you're outside with your family. Um, and then we've got one more, which is tricky. And if you did listen to the podcast, I, we talked a little bit about this as well. If I'm wearing metal or I'm near a metal object, I can attract electricity. So this is tricky because technically, and a lot of people think this, the metal is what's attracting the electricity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call Not necessarily. True. No, no. Metal, it's a conductor. So you need something to get struck first, and the metal is the pathway. Yeah. And electricity loves to go through it. So say you're standing on by a fence, and the tree gets struck by lightning, the bolt will travel through the fence yeah. and then strike you if you're touching it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Or like he had said, he had his golf iron in his hand, yeah. and it was touching his body. So whatever struck them, whether it was a ground current or let's say the golf court got the golf um cart got struck or whatever uh the conductor was the metal so yeah yeah so like you said it, it, you are you the tallest object or you know wide open field right. the metal is just you know helping to make that pathway go yep well guys i think that wraps up our lightning electrifying yeah <laughs> I have to say our electrifying <laughs> podcast this week thank you for joining us uh you can listen to more podcasts or go back and listen to ones that we've previously recorded we've got a whole bunch now mm-hmm. um feel free to subscribe download rate us yes and uh leave us a comment mm-hmm. if you have any comments or questions we may actually use your question on air you could find us remember uh in your itunes store on google play stitcher as well as whio.com in the radio on demand section thanks for joining us we'll see you next time for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done